Well, we are back. It's episode 22 of the Caledonian Kings Wrestling Podcast, and it's SummerSlam season. Uh, the biggest party of the summer is just around the corner. Um, so we thought we'd head back 15 years to SummerSlam 2005. And joining me as ever is the Shawn Michaels to my overselling. It's Stuart. How are you, mate? <laughs> I'm very well, man. <laughs> ah, good, good. Um, so SummerSlam 2005, a, a colossal card with some colossal names. Um, Emanating from the MCI Centre in Washington, D.C., in front of a sellout of 15,700 people. Uh, 14,200 paid, uh, I mean, about 1,500 comps. Um, Live gave $834,000, averaging about $60 a ticket. Um, Second biggest buys of the year, 634,000 pay-per-views worldwide. Must be the Hogan effect. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, that must be it. (laughs) Uh, Do you remember watching this card at the time? I mean, I I specifically remember the Hogan uh, Michaels feud. <laughs> Being a, a young Mark, um, as you both figuratively <laughs> and literally, um, but you know, being absolutely raging at Shawn Michaels and loving Hulk Hogan, um, yeah, things I have was, changed nowadays. But <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, I remember watching this live. Um, it's, uh, it's it's generally SummerSlam landed on my kind of birthday weekend, yeah, um, and that was always kind of the thing. You'd always just watch um, SummerSlam as I got older, um, and I remember watching the, the main event and being fucking. Furious that I stayed up to four in the morning to watch that. Yeah. Spoilers, <laughs> I did not enjoy this main event. <laughs> um, yeah, it's one of those cars. Uh, there's a lot of, you know, if you look at it on paper, there's a lot of matches there that you think I'd quickly like watch that, you know. Oh, there's um, some dream matches on here, absolutely. Um, so, first and foremost, it's a big it's a big SummerSlam card. Uh, so, Lillian Garcia opens with the Murakar national anthem. Um, as Brits, this just annoys us, doesn't it? Yeah, like, just, just, like, hurry the fuck up. <laughs> we know you're American. Like, you're going to have yeah. to face every time. It's, it's so frustrating. Um, the opening video package sounds basically all the matches on the show, the big matches, um, your World Championship matches, your Randy Orton Undertaker feud, and, of course, the main event of Hulk Hogan and Shawn Michaels. Um, I love the classic SummerSlam set. That's what I, you know... See when I see a SummerSlam set, that's the the one I always think about is that arch with the, the yeah, big yeah. S. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, hundred uh, percent. Yeah, very, very memorable. Um, in terms of um, commentary teams, um, you've got JR Lawler and Coach for Raw and Taz and Cole for SmackDown. Um, and the opening contest is for SmackDown. Orlando Jordan is defending his US Championship against Chris Benoit, or not. Uh, in the quickest match of our podcasting history, uh, Benoit taps Orlando Jordan in 25 seconds to win the US title. Um, uh, we're flying into this episode this week. Uh... <laughs> what did you think of this match, Mark? What, did you, what was your thoughts on that uh, that crossface? Uh... <laughs> oh, it, was, it was well stuck. Nah, honestly, um, it's probably the best thing you can do to open up a big view is a quick, decisive title change. There's nothing will pop a crowd more than a quick title change. It's just fact. Um, and they've done it here to perfection. Um Ben White gets um, Jordan up for the, the just puts him in a German suplex after uh, Orlando slaps the shit out of him and then just fucking sticks him into the cross face taps him out um, yeah, as stuff. he should as well I mean you're looking at those two you know side by side you think Ben White would rip his fucking head off you know um, oh absolutely um, he just looks like a hard bastard uh, especially here man he looks fucking like he doesn't look overly muscular but he looks just Strong, like yeah. hard man. Uh, Strong as an ox. Um, yeah, he absolutely is the, the rabbit of Wolverine. Yeah, I was actually going to say, yeah, but what's your what's your thoughts on Orlando Jordan? He's obviously he's GBL's kind of chief of staff here. Yeah, the, the cabinet stuff that he was doing with uh, the Bashams. Was you, do, do you remember much for Orlando Jordan? His run that he had. I mean, I remember that 
pairing or that group, you know. Um, and I think, and historically, you know that 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 can work. You know, when you've got somebody there, GBL, you know, established talent. Um, had the championship for a while, well established heel, had heat, and you know, and you throw in a couple of young guys there beside them. Um, so I, I don't I don't remember that. I don't remember an awful lot about him in terms of a, a character or a worker. Uh, I remember more about the Bastions because they were in there working, you know, with the Greros and stuff like that. Um, but not so much Orlando Jordan. Um, so I, 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 wouldn't, I wouldn't really know where to pinpoint, you know, if he was a decent worker, if he was okay, if he could have, you know, went anywhere or no. Um, I'll never recall him being on WWF te- uh, WWE television for like maybe a year or something like that. Like his ten- his tenure was so, so small. Mm. Um, he was actually trained by uh, Rocky Johnson. Maybe. Oh, wow. There's some, there's some facts here. That's interesting. Um, mm. I, God knows where he is nowadays, right enough. Um but yeah, I, as you said, quick opening match um, really helps the case for the crowd and gets them, gets them fired up. Um, we see uh, Eddie Guerrero backstage taking an earful from Vicky um, for trying to steal Dominic from Rey Mysterio. <laughs> uh, we won't be fully reviewing this match because we did do it in the Eddie Guerrero episode. Um, yeah. So we will have a quick run over with it, um, but we will be watching it again because it's a 20-minute match. <laughs> yeah, uh, and it's quite fresh in our minds as it is. Um, of course, the next up, Edge versus Matt Hardy. Um this is in the, the midst of their very, very real feud um, and the real-life affair with Lita and Edge. Of course, uh, Matt uh, left out, uh, out, out in the woodshed um, <laughs> where all this is going on. I just really love... I mean, this is lightning in a bottle in terms of how real this story is and how, how they managed to play it out over television. I mean, it's, it's not very classy, but in terms of, you know... Oh, it's absolutely... Vince's classless, more like, yeah. they, they make funny, like, uh, what was when, like, WCW made, uh, sorry, you know, uh, Scott Hall's fucking alcohol problems, and, um, I believe, in fairness, I think they've done it with, uh, one of the Road Warriors. Oh, yeah, they'd be Hawk, yeah. Hawk, yeah, yeah, yeah. fucking, yep, yeah. tasteless. Um, I think, you know, in terms of what you've got here, you know, you've got the fire of Matt Hardy, you've got the sleaziness of Edge, you've got the, the character being portrayed as a slut of Lita, um, you know, <laughs> it, it, it worked so well, though, yeah. didn't it? And fair play to them all for putting aside the personal um, seriousness of it all to make some fucking money. Um, They've done, they done great business. Yeah. Absolutely amazing business. Like a lot of people who are watching anywhere near this team remembers this feud, you know, because uh, it was it was your first, I wouldn't say your first real shoot feud, you know, but it fucking, it was real. You know, it's not like yeah. the, it's, it's the old work shoot. I mean, it was real. Um, fucking Ventura, so man, it's fucking slapped his meat to this fucking dude. <laughs> oh, yes, it's real. Yeah, that's a story, bro. Um, yeah, love, love the, the, the storyline and the build up to this one. The match, we get a brawl straight off the bat, and they lay their shit in. Uh, there's, there's, there's no, um, there's no open palm slaps here, man. It is, there's no, uh, there's no collar and elbow tie ups in this match. It's just a fucking brawl. This is either uh, blood sport editions. This is mental. Um, I did, I, I found it very, very strange and peculiar that this wasn't an ODQ match. Yeah. But if I do recall, I think they had a steel cage match at some point as the blow off. Yeah, they did, yeah. Yeah, um, that's right. Um, so standard wrestling match. Uh, as a blood feud, can I start it off? Yeah, I'll take that. Fair enough. I mean, I, I, it probably should have been wild from the get-go, you know, and then I, I cage to contain them might have worked. Mm. Um, but, oh, that was nuts. Um, I, I, just, it was a lot of brawling. Um, Hardy got dre- dropped head first on top of the ring post. Probably looked the best that spot has ever looked. Um, Matt oh, gets the, spot open wide. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's... Flapjack, yeah, yeah. 
he looks like he catches it, doesn't he? Like, oh, um, he does. well, it was weird as I was watching it. I was thinking to myself, oh, he has he has um chinned himself, or it looked as if it cracked his jaw, but obviously the camera pans in, and it's like above his left eye. This spot, oh, oh well, but he must have just kind of uh, he must have grazed the top of the ball or something because like, it definitely looked hard away. Ah, it looked like a, like a drag cut rather than a you yeah, know, slice. Yeah, um, and it was um, there was a there's a crazy spot before that, it was the so Matt's in the apron and Edge spears him to the outside. Oh yeah, it, it, looks, it looks as if he rattled his head off the concrete as well. Fucking Matt Hardy's got the concussion lawyers and the holy <laughs> <laughs> shit, man! He's just been down. He is taking a beating here. Um, after Matt gets split open, Edge just goes after him, lays a fuck out of him. Oh, like imagine this, like fucking post Ben Wanson and stuff like that. This shit would never happen. I mean, it was, it was, it just felt so real, you know? Like it's, um, it's. It's targeted headshots over and over and over again. Uh, yeah. Stiff boots, fed. He's he's literally he's kicking his head in. Is what he's doing, if for lack of a better term. And, and that that would that would be the end of it. Uh, TKO, the referee, you yeah. know, stops the match, shoot yeah. the beating, and and a kayfabe, and a, perhaps a shoot standpoint, he fucking every right to, you know, he took an absolute trouncing. Um, Either he was selling it like no one's business, or he was legitimately groggy, um, and that and that's all you need from a match. You just need a little bit of. Um, is this real or not? That's, that's all you need to make a good match. And fuck me, this match was glorious. Yeah. Um, I am, as you know, I'm not really into kind of high levels of blood. Uh, but fuck me, if ever a match required it, it was this. Definitely. Um, I thought Edge looked amazing coming out of this match. Um, it's really solidifying him as this fucking madman. Obviously, between this and the Foley match, he is skyrocketing up a card. Yeah, I think that the whole the whole Lita thing really did round off his character well. I think um, it it really made him feel like a scumbag, and that's what they were going for. So it was kind of like, although it was very real to bring that in and really ramp up his character a bit with that for over over a space of two years, the way Edge's heel character started to morph was so well done, yeah. um, and it's really hard to pinpoint somebody who had just so much real heat for he made real heat for about four or five years, you know. Um, and just a, a great heel run he had, um, but everybody genuinely disliked him. Um, and it was really setting up for the perfect feud with him and with him and um, John Cena, you know, um, in the near future. So, yeah, yeah I thumbs up for me. I, I really, really enjoyed this. You know, I'm not. A, I quite like you know big brawls and stuff like that when you know you can see the guys not in lumps with each other. Um, and if ever a story required, as you said, it was this one. Yeah. So yeah, thumbs up. Um, so we have the we had the Ray Mysterio and Eddie Guerrero match next. As I said, if you want to listen to a full review on that one, it'll be in the Eddie Guerrero. Uh, this is your life episode that we did uh, in the archives. But as 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 an overall, um, you know that that feud and, and stuff like that is quite memorable for people. And um, I'm sure a lot of people might come into this video to say, "Oh, let's see what they have to say about that one." Uh, so you will find a full a full thoughts on that one. Uh, in terms of the match, for what you remember, Stuart, we thought it was it was great, but. There wasn't a visible lack of chemistry there, wasn't there? Um, uh, yeah, I think uh, yeah, there absolutely was. Um, however, again, another match that done great business. Um, it's it's it should be a very natural feud between Ray and Eddie. You always think that um, mm-hmm. for guys that have re- I mentioned it on the um, again on the Extreme Rules. 09 uh, podcast that we've done how how effortless the match between Ray and Chris Jericho was because they've been wrestling each other for, for like over a decade uh, through the, the kind of Indies, Japan WCW, ECW, wherever they may be and you could kind of say the same for Eddie but I thought they just, they didn't click. Yeah, on that night anyway, they definitely on, didn't on click. On the night didn't click but the, the overlining kind of story was enough to, to catapult the match to what it, what what kind of business it done. Yeah. Um, 
obviously Sans Vicky Guerrero's fucking mistimed uh, runner. Yeah, which is, which is which is highly documented. You, you, Where the fuck was Vicky? Um, nah, good stuff. Good stuff. Um, I guess yeah, it's a match I always enjoy, and always <laughs> the biggest heel in the business is Dominic Social Care Worker, who has brought him to a match. <laughs> Let's go and watch a daft fight, your uncle. Uh, <laughs> uh, all that stuff. All that stuff. <laughs> uh, so we see uh, Chris Jericho is interviewed backstage uh, with Todd Grisham um, on his up-and-coming match with John Cena. This version of Jericho is probably my least favourite. It's the, the, the snivelling, whiny bitch uh, yeah, Jericho. It's the, um, it's the king of the world. Jer- oh, it's, yeah, he's kind of a, like... He's still popular, but he's trying to play the heel, but he's not turned on the fans yet kind of thing. He's not the bastard 2009 Jericho. Yeah. Nah, it's, it, yeah, it's probably my least favourite incarnation of Jericho. Um you can't deny he's always a great promo. It's just the, oh, the, the actual character doesn't want doesn't make you want to enjoy it. You know, it's. I think this is him just coming back after his first kind of fuzzy tour, isn't it? He's not long back. I uh, think you're right there. Yeah. Is, no, but it's, I think he's maybe just about to go. Well, um, I, I, I remember short hair Jericho the way he had it there as the guy who went and did the fuzzy tour and stuff like that. Um, right, because well, I, I, I recall. Um, Obviously, spoilers, John Cena wins later on tonight, and then they have the return match on Raw, which Jericho loses as well, and then Bischoff sacks him. Oh, that's correct, yeah. And then he goes and does his voice stuff, and then he comes back as, um, as the kind of a suit-wearing Jericho, the, or is it the Savers Jericho? Oh, there's so many. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think he comes back like two years later, and then he eventually yeah. goes down the route of the heel Jericho stuff, but I think yeah. he does come back as babyface. Um Next match, Eugene with Christy Hemme um, versus Kurt Angle for his Olympic gold medal. Yeah, so we watched this match together, uh, and I and I specifically said to you, watch for the first spot, watch yeah. for the first spot, and you will be surprised. So uh, Eugene's in the ring, he's waving at Kurt Angle, he's you know all happy as Larry. Kurt Angle comes in the ring, walks up, poof, right in the Niagara Falls, slap right in the coop. <laughs> he gets a hard slap to the face. I mean, I must have laughed for the first minute of this match, like, I just... Oh, I just did not expect that. Um, mm-hmm. This is no messing wrestling machine, Kurt Angle, um, in all its glory. Just taking the head off of Eugene, no prisoners. Um, he's no messing about, and I love that. Um, yeah, I made so, the point to you as we watched this. Imagine if Kurt had got clean rather than leave WWE. What yeah, could have been, you know? Definitely, definitely. Because um, when we watched this, I was like, just think, if he stayed there, he would have been up at that level of... When, you, when we talk about the Mount Rushmore's of WWE, and we talk about... I mean, Kurt Angle's name, some people might throw him in there, but he isn't in that group. You know, it's your Hogan, Austin, Rock, um, Cena. If you want to go back further, Sam Martino. You know, like, <laughs> guys who have... I mean, without them, WWE wouldn't be where it is today. Yeah. Angle, you know, if he stayed through that time, certainly from 07 to maybe 11, 2011, 2012, where they had a bit of up and down spell mm-hmm. if he was there through that time god knows where WWE would be the new and you know his name would have been in the record books you know 15 16 time world champion that sort of thing you know um i just it's, it's definitely worth thinking about you know yeah, um, yeah i know he did great things at tna but it's just one of those things you know well, what, what the, could have been that's the that's the kind of counterpoint i made to you like yeah i mean definitely the, the feuds that he's missed out on and WWE the guys in their peak um he, he did though go and wrestle guys like styles and joe in TNA, so you know, in terms of like professional accomplishments, he's not really missed out. No, I'm sure he's not missed out, you know. Um, yeah, and plus, he was in Japan as well for a point as well, wrestling. Um, and Brock and Nakamura, wasn't it? And Nakamura out there as well. So, I mean, as much as he robbed us 
of watching these matches under a WWE umbrella. He's certainly given us given us kind of matches elsewhere as well. So yeah, he's, just, he's the best. He's the best of all time. Like in terms of covering all bases, I, who's better? Yeah, it's a fair point, you know. Um, so after after a barrage of abuse, um, Eugene hulks up. Um, hits the rock bottom and a stone cold stunner before locking in the ankle lock. Um, it always gets a crowd going, you know. Um, angle gets out, angle slam, and ankle lock for the win. Four minutes thirty one seconds, quite a quick match. Um, cut absolutely leathers him for the most part. He comes back in with a chair, throws Eugene, get out my ring. Um, stands on the chair like the podium in the Olympics and gets his middle put back around his neck. Um, you know, I did point out this match. You know, he's heel, but he's so over. Like when he comes out, he gets a pop. When he wins the match, he gets a pop and. He's just he's he's now at that level of a talent, you know. Yes, yes. Um, and I mean, but this is two thousand five. So he's only been in WWE six years at this point. It's almost like he's been there, you know, fifteen years. You know, yeah. the level of approval he gets from the fans and the respect that he gets from the fans. It's like the the kind of thing Regal gets now. Like, yeah, like booed all his career. No one would ever boo Regal anymore because he's that he's so well respected. Um, but is that, is that not ridiculous to think about that somebody's earned that much respect in six, six years? years. It's, it's madness, absolute madness. Um, it's crazy. Also, the other point I'd like to talk about Angle, um, you know, right, so there's guys that um, you think you don't want to get on the, ring, the wrong side of the ring. Um, see the guys like Bradshaw and the Hardcore Hollies, like, mm-hmm. think to yourself, oh, you know, I don't want to get on the wrong side of them or they'll fucking, they'll, they'll stiff me or something like that. <laughs> Angle man, you would not fucking dare to cross him in the ring because he'll kill you, man. Yeah, he is such a badass, man. Um, apart from that guy that threw him into the fucking armbar. Apart from uh, Daniel Puder, right? <laughs> uh, that was uh, that was interesting to say the least. I wonder what that happened. Yeah, but... you actually get a shoot fight. Oh, uh, I, I, I have to say, cut with. Tank well, there's a story that um, Brock was always wanting that rest of the match with Angle, and eventually, yeah. eventually, Angle relented and gave him the the rest of the match in an empty arena, and they fucking destroyed them. Yeah, I beat him three one or something like that. But doesn't, um, doesn't surprise me. Look at the guy; he's a fucking animal. Ah, uh, he, you know, on, on, on his peak physically as well. You know, like he was so well drilled. Um, yeah, and what he did, I uh, fantastic. What talent! Um, big pervy Vince gets his car washed by the divas and. Bikinis um, and yeah, a car got, that reads a Vince for president. <laughs> yeah, he's got the United States seal of the president. I, I, I don't understand what that was about. Maybe. Well, they're in Washington. They're in DC. Oh, right. See, I immediately thought they were close to that bout with the billionaires bollocks with Trump. Ah, uh, right. No, that, this, was, uh, this was in DC, so I think it was just a, a wee wink and a nudge, you know. Um, was that like when they done fucking capital punishment and they brought out somebody dressed as Barack Obama? And, yeah. Oh, they're fucking. They're hilarious, aren't they? Ah, uh, let's move on to the next match. <laughs> uh, Undertaker versus Randy Orton. Um, thank God it's not 2020. It'll be 18 minutes on entrances alone. Um, <laughs> Legend Killer Orton, man. Brilliant. Absolutely love it. Yeah. Um, Orton cowarding early on um, from the best pure striker in the game. Um, what, what is that bollocks all about, <sighs> by the way? Like? I don't know. Like, I don't really know when it started. It just sort of came about. Um, you know, I think when Taker started donning those gloves and People were like, I don't know, Undertaker become this as if he's some sort of striker. Like, he's, <laughs> he's not a striker to me, suggests kicks and punches. Yeah. Like, or some sort of martial arts background or a boxing ah, background. Yeah. Hell, look at the guy, man. He's, 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 got, he's got no fucking agility. I mean, I know he's an avid MMA fan, but that doesn't require. <laughs> like, 
I wasn't uh, put you down in that stead because you because you watch the watch MMA and you wear the gloves like exactly, exactly. Oh. madness. Um, we see standard Taker stuff early on. Um, back in opponents in the corner, etc., etc., etc. Um, Taker's Empire State high flying clothesline. Love the height he got in that man right over the top of your arm. <laughs> mm. I love when the ref gets petrified to Taker. Like, you know, I, when Taker just turns around and stares at him, and he, f- I mean, he doesn't just back off, he fucks off. <laughs> he flies out the ring. <laughs> I, I just think that's hilarious. Like, it's always, it was always that Brian Hebner one, you know, um, mm-hmm. Boy, and he was just sort of, he'd sit there, and he, 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 he turned around, and he'd, he'd be halfway into the front fucking row by the time Taker got, got his eyes on him, you know? It's a good uh, visual. It's a very good visual. It works so well. Only with Undertaker, it would work, you know? Um, Odd works over the leg for a while, taking the big man down, Um. Taker comes back with his big leg, leg drop on the apron and the old school. Orton misses RKO and gets out the tombstone and almost lands his own tombstone before he hits his patented backbreaker. Um, oh, I love that backbreaker. Gorgeous, isn't it? It's delicious. It's absolutely delicious. What a lovely looking move. Um, flying crossbody off the top from Orton. Uh, Taker rolls through, picks him up and chokes slams him um, before a fan wanders into the ring. Uh, they stole a little bit. They get security in. Uh, Taker gets distracted by it all. And Orton hits Taker with the RKO and wins the match in 17 minutes and 17 seconds. Um, turns out the fan was Cowboy Bob Orton. Um, big hepatitis Bob. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, good enough match. Um, <laughs> had some slow moments, but decent, strange finish. And then, But the feud goes on to greater things, for what I remember. Um, uh, well, this was the return match for Mania, um, getting Orton's kind of heat back. Um, I thought it was a typical Undertaker match, to be honest. Um, a boring crawl up until the last few minutes, that then it kicks into high gear. Uh, Taker is an angry boy, limping up the ramp after the Orton's. Um, mm-hmm. The spot of the match was... <laughs> when Bob Orton's face is revealed, he lashes into Orton's pose and goes, Hey! <laughs> and starts singing the song, man. Ah, yes. <laughs> Fucking fuck you, Bob Orton, you cunt. Oh, brilliant. Um, if anybody didn't get the hepatitis Bob line, look it up. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's it's now time for Chris Jericho versus John Cena for the WWE Championship. Um, <laughs> there's a so we get a promo package um, and there's a part where John Cena says to Eric Bischoff John Cena doesn't play politics in which yeah. we both fucking laughed at we're like oh yeah. come on who knew <laughs> come on John who are you trying to kid son um, so Jericho in cahoots with Bischoff here uh, to get the title match etc standard storyline circa 2002 to 2005 um, somebody that Bischoff likes as a heel will get a chance at the babyface champion that's just how it went through those years um, worked well enough for most of the t- yeah, most part but um, definitely. Y- you kind of know who's going over here don't you oh, um, it's, it's, it's 2005 fuck yeah. <laughs> uh, Coachman and Lawler um, continually take the piss out of Cena uh, and is rapping throughout the match yeah um, so they're kind of trying to get the fact uh, over that um, Cena keeps calling himself a, a, a thug or thugonomics, but yet he's from uh, West Newbury, Massachusetts, which I presume is a fairly well... Like a suburb or something like Yeah, it's a posh place. <laughs> a typical white guy thinking he's um, the next rap king, stuff like that. Um, but JR then points out that, oh, it was six years ago, go over it. Like, yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll accept that. Well done, Jim. Aye. Great line. Um, I in terms of this match, again, I don't want to be like, because the last match was Standard Taker. This is like Standard Cena. You know, it's... Oh, this is, yeah, this is... Fighting from the bottom up. Jericho using every trick in the book to take to, you know, fight, make Cena fight for underneath and, you know, typical Cena style, overcomes, overcoming those odds. And uh, Jericho gets out of the FU with a DDT, which I thought was quite nice. Um, yep, yep. 
retakes advantage a wee bit. Not a lot happening out with that, you know, in terms of spots. It's kind of what you would expect from the match that goes on. Um, it was for the first ten minutes. It was just kind of bog standard scene of match. Yeah, it was still good, but it was just you yeah, know nothing just... nothing blows you away. Um, it was to say it was not bad, and it was also not great. It was kind of it was somewhere in the middle. Um, the crowd didn't kind of the, the crowd didn't really wake up until the last few minutes when Cena kind of runs through his repertoire. Yeah. Um. Eventually, it, uh, Jericho goes for the kind of a springboard moonsault. Cena catches him and uh, plants him with F U. Yeah, that's a big finish. Um, yeah, that's a finish, yeah. 15 minutes just, uh, 15 minutes and one second. Um, I say, it's okay. What do you expect from 2005 John Cena? Still very over. Um, yeah, and oh, the spinner definitely. belt is a fucking disgrace. Oh, it's dreadful. And he does his pose, but he makes sure he spins the fucking plate. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> fucking horrendous. Look at this, it spins by one. Uh, it was two very long matches back to back. Yeah, which, um, uh, which killed the crowd for me. God, it slowed, it slowed things down a wee bit. Um, in the next match, Dave Batista versus GPL for the World Heavyweight Title. Um, this one went a bit shorter because of that, I believe. You know, because you could have three of them back to back to back like that. And um, then they've had four back to back. Exactly. Yeah. So that's why they're a bit shorter. There was no holds bar between those two. Um, I noticed at the start, who's juicing here? I say both. I think either of them did so a bit more. Um, <laughs> GPL comes out in the limo uh, with a rainfall of money. Um, it wasn't quite Okada, was it? <laughs> she oh, was your line to me. Yeah, uh, a young Okada's taking note here. <laughs> uh, Batista hits his pyro before GBL meets him on the ramp, um, and the brawling starts early. So there's um, there's not many people that look better with a big gold belt than Batista. Oh, like, what a champion! He is up there with how good Ric Flair looks with the belt around him. Like, oh my goodness me, suits him incredibly well. It does, um, it absolutely does. Yeah, what a champion! Uh, yeah, so it's a no holds bad match. It's not a false count anywhere match. But the referee rings the bell as the two of them are brawling on their arm. Yeah, yeah I'm not going to let my baby that. That's um... no, it's just, it's just start in the ring, you know. Um, yeah, it is. We see uh, JBL introduces a belt into the match. Sorry, I missed, missed the spear through the barricade. Uh, but, he's just oh, it, but it's like yeah. backwards. It's like from the crowd to the ring side. Yeah, so, so it's kind of like awkward, doesn't it? Like, yeah, they brawl through the crowd to start the match with. So like they're killing time right off the bat. Like, what are you doing? This is a title match. This is just yeah. smack the main event. And you're away through the crowd already. Fucking oh, hell. Uh, but as you say, Big Dave fucking spears JBL out his boots through the barricade. Uh, really, really nice. Yeah, love that. Um, JBL introduces a, a leather belt because um, this isn't any no holds barred match. It's an SM no holds barred match. <laughs> uh, Steel Steps introduced to the match. Um, I feel like Batista does that in most of his like, no holds barred or no DQ matches, bring steps in. It's... That's his standard finish. Ah, it's a safety spot to him, isn't it? Like, um, <laughs> he eventually hits the Batista bomb on the Steel Steps. Um, and, and that ends the match. But he still retains the World Championship. Nine minutes, five seconds. Uh, I thought this was pretty shit. Uh, it, it was... I thought it was fine. Um, I, I didn't expect... I, I mean, I didn't have high expectations, but I just thought it just sort of happened. I think, I think you expect more because it's the biggest... It's the second biggest show of the year after Mania, and it's your SmackDown title main event. You just expect more, but then you look yeah. at who's in the ring, fucking GBL. Wrestling God, he is not. No. Um, yeah, it's just a bit... What a rib. <laughs> uh, it, was, it was a bit flat. It was a bit flat. Although, what can you do? There's one match that everybody's in attendance for tonight, and it's the main event. Yeah. Uh, so, on to such main event. Um, HBK, Shawn Michaels versus Hulk Hogan. Um, so, Shawn Michaels here, you know, he turned to you on Hogan after getting him back for one more match. Um, this is the whole Davari and um, Muhammad Hassan thing that he came back for, mm-hmm. if you recall that. Um 
So the, as the story goes, they were supposed to have a trilogy of matches um, coming in a cage match. So if you believe rumour and innuendo, Hogan had said they could actually only work one match in the end and wanted to go over, didn't want to do the job for Michaels. Um, shocked. Aye. Uh, I am shocked to my core hearing that. That's uh, typical Hogan, I think. That's uh, <laughs> what you can call that. Doesn't work for me, brother. No, it doesn't work for me, brother. Uh, I can't do the JLB, man. <laughs> uh, so... Uh, we end up with this. Um, Michael responds accordingly, <laughs> um, as we're about to see. We end up with this farce. Um, right, so we had a discussion before this match, and it went along the lines of, oh, I'm looking forward to seeing the fucking the Sean thing, rip the cunt out of Hogan, to which I responded, I take that out of the match, and let's see how you feel about it after that. Yeah. <clears throat> Who was right? <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, it's a Hogan match um, in 2005. It's... Fucking dreadful. And you know, when Michael's not putting in the work that he maybe would he would put in with other people, it definitely showed that Hogan just can't fucking hold his own. You know, like just that level of Hogan match is just not acceptable. <laughs> um, one one move uh, from Hogan, one wrestling manoeuvre, uh, which was a suplex. That a, by, a back suplex, yeah. A back suplex to get out of a sleeper. Uh, yeah. And that came about 17 minutes into the match. I mean, first, on his entrance, how big was that fucking flag? No. Holy shit. What did they get that for? Um, it was so poor. Um, if you're not aware of, of, of what went on in this match, Michaels flops around like a dead fish. Um you know, basically oh, overselling sorry. everything um, just to make, just to sort of embarrass Hogan or somewhat. Yeah, yeah his, um, his own way of getting his own back. If he's not going to get the win, he's going to make him look like, a, look yeah. like an absolute knob. You made a good point to me, you know, why yeah. don't you not just fucking embarrass him? <laughs> like, like I um, blow him up, like out-wrestle him, because you'll do it no bother. Yeah. Um, the full kind of a Captain America bollocks for Hogan, like Sean's for Texas. Yeah. If anything, he's more of an American than Hogan is from California. I'd agree with that. <laughs> uh, it's, it's a bit bizarre. It's like, ah, is this all you've got, Hogan? Like, he should have been retired in '93, man. Never. It's ridiculous. It's you know he held on for a long time and a long time uh... after this. Um, we also get a U screw Brett chant, which Michaels replies later on in the match by slapping on the worst um, sharpshooter you'll ever see. Um, it's um, it's worse than the rocks sharpshooter. Yeah, we didn't know who to blame on that one, whether it was Michaels or Hogan, because you know Hogan Hogan's back is just a fucking ironing board and. You know, he, he's just not very immobile, immobile but then it's just, can Sean actually lock that move in? So he's like to just sort of dangling there. It was pretty bad. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll go with uh, one from each column there. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, we get not one, but two ref bumps um, for the point of, well, it's a Hogan match, need ref bumps. Um, Hogan also <laughs> blades at one point for meeting the ring post. Um, there, was no even, there was no need for the ref bumps, let's be honest. No, there wasn't. Um, Zero we get a low blow from Michaels right in the ball sack. Um, Brings a chair out of the match, smacks it off the skull of Hogan. Uh, all stuff you've seen in the Hogan matches a million times before, you know, it's kind of how he likes to work his matches, is, is overcome those odds in the end. We get the big elbow from Michaels, um, tunes up the band, hits a sweet chair music, Hogan kicks out and hulks up immediately. Um, we get the U, big boot, atomic leg drop, one, two, three, Hogan wins, lol. Um, <laughs> it's, um, yeah, it's a dreadful finisher, that leg drop. Absolutely yeah. horrible. It's a, it's a, it's a Hogan match. Um, that, yeah, this this show um, on paper should have been great. Um, it just there was just a lot of okay. Yeah, you know, it, it didn't it didn't deliver up to the hype uh, that that it could have been basically. Yeah, it was. I just felt that there was a lot of 
yeah, it was all right. Mm-hmm. And and that was it. You know, there wasn't, there wasn't anything, I don't think there was anything bad on the show. There was nothing bad, but the, the only real high point was the the Edge Matt Hardy match. Like, that, that was the only kind of memorable thing. Yeah. So, but yeah, it's frustratingly average. Uh, it's, a, it's a shame. Um, I did. I mean, I, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't think with anybody. You know, I think the main event was really, really poor. But by the same token, the other matches on there probably wouldn't have done as well either. In the main event, so no. it was like there wasn't a clear. Uh, it was just a bit new. Um, what would you grade the show? Uh, I'll I'll i kind of generously give it a B minus. Yeah, um, that's what I've gone for. Um, I thought the the last three matches got progressively worse. And it really killed the event for me. Um, yeah, it just felt very safe. And for a SummerSlam, you expect safe. more than safe. Yeah, that's that's exactly what it was, man. Um, I thought the first match, uh, the first match squash was was a good way to pop the crowd, a nice quick title change, as I said. The uh, second match was absolute magic. The re-ed the match followed suit. Uh, obviously, see your, this is your wrestling life for a detailed review of that. Yeah, uh, Angle slapping the shit out of Eugene was brilliant, although. Being the big cut angle fan that I'm at, I always think that he should be in a higher position on the card. Uh, the Orton Taker match was a bit too long for my taste, but it was still it was still okay for for what it was. As you say, it kind of progresses their storyline as well. Yeah. And in the last three matches, as I say, got progressively worse. Yeah, I see that that rapid bend my opener that that got you off in a high, and then the Asian Mahadev was vicious, and then the ladder match. It was, it was. I felt like the show was just fucking back to front, you know, like. Yeah. Um, Angle versus Eugene, I would have loved maybe Angle against Cena. That would have been great, you know. Um, that's, that's, that's a main event worthy for SummerSlam, you know. I just felt a bit, I just felt a bit flat. Um, no interest in seeing fucking Hulk Hogan any time after 95. <laughs> but any time after this match with fucking Rocket 18, when 18, any time after that, that's been done, you know. Um, Alton Taker was fine, Cena and Jericho was fine. You know, your last two matches were fine. That, that, that's just sort of how the show went. So uh, B-minus is what I gave it as well. Didn't dislike anything, just felt very fucking safe. Um, so that was that for this show. Um, we went through that pretty quickly because there just wasn't a lot to talk about. It was just, you know, yeah, there. Quite boring and vanilla. So thanks for joining me, Stuart. Always a pleasure, Mark. And we'll see you all soon.